Welcome everybody to the Minimap Cast. This is your weekly source of gaming news, questions, and impressions from minimap.com.au. Uh, my name is Kerry Palmer, and joining me is Jeremy Bratitich. Hello. I totally didn't just burp about two seconds prior to you introducing me and <laughs> had a moment of like, oh, time get, get that out. <laughs> <laughs> it can, I, can I admit something to you, Jeremy, that I totally also didn't do? Mm. I totally also didn't just start the intro to the podcast without looking at my notes and then realized halfway through the sentence i'm like fuck the thing i look at to make sure i'm saying the right thing <laughs> I, was, I started my words i was like ah <laughs> the the placebo note because none of your intro is actually on that doc <laughs> yeah except that one except those two sentences at the start yeah yep, which yep, still yep. has a typo in it uh how are you jeremy how's your tuesday uh, good. I played a little bit of Forza Horizon 5. That's a real pretty game. Mm-hmm. And I've been looking at Spider-Man No Way Home leaks and fake leaks all day because there's all been day. a ton. There's been a ton of ones that are coming out that are both real and not real. Um, so it's been a, it's been a fun day. Seems to be more concentrated with Spider-Man films to get that kind of leak and pre-coverage stuff. I feel like. Do you think that's fair to say? I feel like there's such a fervor about it. And like, when's the trailer? When's the trailer? And then it's like, here's the trailer. And then we're still waiting for like, there's another leaked trailer and there's leaked things and this and that. And I think as Sony run a, a, a leakier ship. Oh, um, uh, right. And also... Um, the public can, can smell blood in the water. Well, that like Spider-Man, you know, Spider-Man is what? The third most popular the third most recognizable character of all time surely yeah. right like something like that yeah behind like mickey mouse and mario um and you know there's a movie coming out in a month and there's been one trailer um mm-hmm. so it, there's a there's a bit of like there's a little bit of touch and go happening and plus with like especially in in the film industry people working from home means that there have been more leaks than there have been in the past. Like there were leaks for Infinity War, for example. Um, there was an entire scene that got leaked online months before the movie came out. Mm. Um, all previews, which is really fun. Um, but aside from that, that movie was pretty tight. Yeah. Um, Endgame as well, I want to say, was pretty pretty tight in terms of its leaks. I remember you showing me, you, you saw screenshots and it was of like, Cap and Tony and the Hulk in New York, but it was it was it was Ruffalo oh, it was, in the mocap suit. It was it was set photos, yeah, yeah. And you were like, "Oh, this is this is going to be wild because Cap's in his Avengers One costume." Mm. Mm. I remember, yeah, I remember yeah. that. Yes, there was that, and there was because um, Tom Hiddleston was on set in his Loki outfit from Avengers as well, oh, which was yeah. a like, "What is going on?" sort of thing. Um. But yeah, like the, the, the scene where Thanos um, is like interrogating the collector in mm, uh, Infinity War, that's right. um, like that whole scene was online and like a, like a, a different cut version of it. Um, Brolin's in the, in his mocap suit, um, Del Toro's on the ground um, below him and like the, the mixing is all different and it's a, it's a, ve- it's a very like it was really early. Like I'm really surprised that that scene got out. It's you know th- like they're lucky that it was a not very pivotal scene at all. Totally. Um, but yeah, aside from that, like 
recently um, between stuff that's coming out about Doctor Strange Multiverse of Madness, Miss Marvel, um, Spider-Man No Way Home, Shang-Chi as well, um, Eternals to a lesser extent. Um, th- there were so many leaks um, mm. from all those movies. Um, mm. And also some of the some of the movies that are not announced. <laughs> <laughs> You wouldn't think that's possible considering the amount that they do have announced. Mm-hmm. Yep. You, yeah, you really wouldn't think that's possible. And yet, you know, people are out here talking about it being called Deadpool kills the Marvel Cinematic Universe as his movie. Um, there's like some Marvel Knights type movie happening at some point too. Um, yeah, Sequel to Shanghai Knights. Uh, yeah. I can't wait for... Jackie Chan to meet Agent Mobius. Did you put Jackie Chan in the MCU? Yeah, that'd be fun. Yeah, he's cool. He might be getting a bit tired. Though, He'd right? be a good like mentor character role, right? You know, like you know how in in a lot of the origin movies they've got like the known actor who's like the old guy that usually dies, and then they've got like the young you know whippersnapper that I think that then I has think a four you, picture deal. I think you're talking about the the recent re release of the Karate Kid with. Who who played who played the kid? But wasn't Jackie Chan the Re- recent? It was it was um, Jaden Smith. That's what I thought. Was that not recent? Well, like it five years ago. It was a while ago. Karate Kid, two thousand and ten. Kerry. <laughs> oh no! Eleven years ago. <laughs> oh that that. Oh, I just want to point no. out he looks great in that. He what, he Jackie? doesn't look old. Yeah, he doesn't look old in this at all. Wait, that was ten years ago. What was the I last know. thing you saw Jackie Chan in? The Karate Kid in two thousand and ten. <laughs> uh, when you were five years old. I don't know what else he does now. Can you press the uh, the, the button on your on your sound mixer? No, no, oh. it's broken. Yeah, <laughs> okay. sorry, Carrie. It, it, <laughs> okay. it broke in between you saying that joke and finishing it. Ah, oh, damn. Fair enough. Oh, maybe next time. Yeah. Uh, well, you keep you keep. Studying the Karate Kid, I'm going to intro the rest of the podcast. Uh, if you didn't know, this is the Minimap Cast. Uh, this is our weekly podcast where we talk about video games and also the Karate Kid. Um, uh, we're here every week uh, on minimap.com.au. Uh, you can go there to find this episode of the podcast, all other episodes of this podcast, and our other podcasts, such as the Game Spoilers podcast, which is our uh, game club. Imminent episode coming. Uh it's 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 on its way. I've been mentioning it for a few weeks, but it's it's getting there. We're we're nearly there for the Outer Wilds uh, game club episode. It's it's there. Game Outer Wilds plus DLC. So uh, get excited for that. Um, we have a lot to talk about for that one. Uh, we also have our uh, pop culture kissability ranking podcast, the Pecking Order, uh, which is just such a fun time. Uh, if you want to support us, you can give uh this show a positive rating on whatever podcast service that you like to get your podcast on if you just want to give it a plus or a tick or a heart or a five star rating that'd be great uh you can also if you choose to support us monetarily on patreon.com slash minimapau uh if you wanted to throw us a few bucks help keep the uh the lights on help keep the the fees manageable uh we'd appreciate it but you know if you don't feel like it or you can't it's no big deal we'll be here for you anyway uh also just wanted to say thank you to shook for letting us use the uh, Moog Model D improv as the music for the Minimap cast. Uh, you can listen to more of Shook's music at shook.bandcamp.com. Uh, I should, like, 
I think I should cut out that that housekeeping section and just like have a button and press play <laughs> in all future podcasts. That was tight. And, <laughs> and I never want to be I never want to fuck it up again. Maybe I'll just transcribe it and actually write it down in the doc this time. <laughs> uh so we've got a couple of things here that are well we've got a number of things here that are kind of checkups on things we've already mentioned in the past and a couple of games newest games we've got here are the, the biggest releases we've got here things we spoke about last week but uh i want to touch on them again um so last week i spoke about getting back into animal crossing but this was pre-update this was like getting ready for the update. Um, and I spoke about how I'd done time travel and stuff like that for the first time, which was interesting. Um, it, it, I, a side note for that, I, I started up my island for the first time having gone back to the present in Animal oh, Crossing. Right. How did it handle and it? it? It feels so hollow because you don't, if you've done that day already, then you don't get uh, an announcement from Isabel. You've probably already seen the stuff that's in the shop like yeah yep, it's yep. just it's just it's like oh this isn't how this game's meant to be played this isn't it the the bell cannot be unrung exactly exactly <laughs> um so that's i noticed that yeah earlier but what i have been playing i haven't played the i haven't even touched the i haven't even downloaded the dlc yet but i have been playing a lot of the 2.0 update for new horizons um it was really weird it launched nearly 48 hours early. It was meant to come out November 5th, so Friday, and it came yeah. out it came out like 12 p.m. Thursday Australia time. It was a very strange. Like I remember being on Twitter and then just seeing like everybody going, "Hey, the it it's out." And yeah. there was no announcement, there was no, "All right, everybody, is very strange. It was very, very strange. very strange. And so, you know, I've been doing guide videos for it on IGN um, and I'm looped in with the guides team. And so it was there like 6 p.m., 7 p.m. And all of a sudden the guides team's in a frenzy because a lot of the people on the, writing the Animal Crossing guide are also like super into the game. And it was just, you know, all all all, all hands on deck. Um, time the, the, the game, the release is out. Uh, there is a really big amount of content in this game it's nuts like kind of there's a lot to do in this update in a way that i wasn't expecting i don't know why and i mean we watched the video right and you see all the things and they talk about the new camera mode and they talk about the gyroids and halves plaza where you can get your vendors to be all the time and the roost and captain's mm. islands and stuff like that and it's like oh yeah that makes sense but all of those things are still meant to be achieved within that daily loop, right? So it's like, it takes like three days to unlock the roost if you're not time traveling. And it like halves Island to get all the vendors there. Like each vendor to get there, you need to donate a, a hundred thousand bells each. And then once you've done that, you can't do that for another one until the next day. So it's like eight days until you can fill out the plaza. And it's a lot of money too. So for someone like me who hasn't like maxed out their, who hasn't paid off the home loan and has just got four million bells sitting in the bank, it's like, oh my god, I can't, I can't keep up. I don't know, I don't even know what I'm doing. But it's, it's really positive. It's really fun, and it makes me kind of realize a bit more what people were saying about 
how there was stuff missing in this because what I've been thinking of is how not much of this is new. Yeah. A lot of a lot of it is, you know, Brewster and the Roost, the cafe. Um that's that's a returning feature that was in New Leaf. It was in the GameCube version of the game. Um and it's just kind of like that again. And, it's, and that's not bad. It's great. It's fantastic to have, but it's like, oh, I do wonder why it wasn't there to begin with. And same with the gyroids, which are kind of a staple in the series and um, Captain's Islands and stuff like that. It's it's really, it, it's odd. Um, yeah. The, the game does feel very full now, which is quite nice. And having the diving as well, I think is quite good. But Yeah, yeah. I, I am glad that this isn't, this isn't also behind the DLC paywall. Um, because I was thinking like, like they they could have they could have actually easily done that, and it would have been really re- like such a bummer to sell yeah. the content that was in the previous games again. Mm. Um, but yeah, like I, I'm glad it's not that. I'm glad that the game feels now like a like a real full complete AC. Mm-hmm. Yeah, one hundred percent. It's really awesome. I love hearing the sea shanties from Captain as you ride in his boat. It's yep. so so sweet. Yeah, yeah, they're good. They're good fun. They're they're so fun. I don't want to. I don't want to stop them. You can skip them, um, which apparently you couldn't in New Leaf. So you can no. skip them, but you have to like mash B like six times, and it's like eventually he gets the picture and he says something like, "Oh," and then and then you you go straight to the island. I want to um, say New Leaf. They were loading screens. Yeah, yeah, that makes sense. This is you, you do this and then you get the loading screen. Oh, great! Yeah. <laughs> Um, excellent first captain island i went to was covered in money trees which was awesome um but yeah it is there's so much stuff it's been interesting covering content for the game because it takes a long time to get a lot of specific footage especially if you're time traveling i timed it before to go from saving the game go through the you know close it change the clock start the game go through the opening start do the thing, get up to the front of the house. It's three minutes, uh, like a time travel. And so I was going through like dozens of, well, I, maybe like a dozen days um, for a video. And so that that's like 35 minutes of loading. Like, it, and so it's, yeah, it's pretty nuts. But, um, you know, I'm kind of, you, you kind of got to focus on like, oh, I'm doing stuff for, oh, I got to focus on getting stuff for the roost. I got to focus on this, got to focus on that. And I'm, and because I'm time traveling, all the weeds are growing and my fruit plant, my fruit trees are growing and I'm ignoring my villages and I'm like, I'm sorry, I'll come back to you another time. But I don't have, <laughs> I gotta focus. It's a really weird way to engage with that game. So I'm, I'm looking forward to getting back to it uh, when I'm not making content for it. Are you going to properly play it? I don't know how long for. I'd like to play it for a few days at least. Just do the loop, you know, shake the trees, break the rocks. Well, don't break them, but, you know, hit them and and sell the fruit and go to an island and do all that stuff that just takes, you know, a couple of hours. I'd like to do that loop a few times at least because I really enjoyed that last week. Um, but yeah, it's it's really cool, the extra stuff they've added. I think it's it's really, it's really compelling, I think. Um, there's so much to do. There's just so much to do. So it's like even if you loved it or if you felt like it was missing stuff, I, I don't know, you might still be rubbed the wrong way by the crafting recipes and the breaking tools and stuff. But um, it's definitely worth looking into if you, I mean, it's free. 
you know, you, like it, it's it's worth it's worth loading up the game and downloading it and making and seeing whether you like it or not, or whether it's time to get back in. Are you going to get back to it? I thought about it. I I don't have the time. Like mm. it, I, I I would I would like to, but like knowing how much of a time sink that game can be. Like there, there, there are too many games I want to play before the end of the year that I'm like, I, no, you don't hope qualify. E- help everybody else has. Hope everybody else has fun. I, I just, I, my game time doesn't include that, unfortunately. Yeah, yeah. that's fair enough. It's been fun seeing um, Twitter sort of re reengage with Animal Crossing, like yeah, like so quickly. Um, like seeing the really weird gyroids, like the ones that just like wail their hands around and just look silly. And yeah, they're great. Um, I love them. And like the covers of Cap'n's uh, shanties and um, and the different like uh, like animations people are doing with the handheld camera, like the first person camera. Like it's really cool seeing that seeing mm. that engagement again. Yeah. Yep. Yep. Uh. Jeremy, something you were playing last week that you spoke about last week as well was Guardians. How are you going on it? I finished the Guardians of the Galaxy. Um, they are no more. No, they are no more. They all died. Um, it ends the same as Infinity War. All the Guardians are dead. Uh-huh. <laughs> um, no, so I, I, I finished off that game. Um, that game is, is not short. Um, but not in a, I don't think that game is too long. Um, I think it's a good length. You're not getting um, Uncharted 4 vibes. No. Well, n- not quite. Um, I, I, I think, I think this game is, is paced faster than those okay. games. Um, cause there is a moment where I was like, I don't know if this is the end of the game and then it's not. And there's like a, like another chunk. Um, but that becomes pretty apparent pretty quickly. Mm. Um, and but, so they don't really pull the rug out from under you. You're just asking that oh, question for like, Oh no, they do. Oh, okay. Um, never mind. <laughs> like, but, but, but that rug gets pulled much faster differently. I don't know. How okay. To, I, I, okay. I don't that's know. fine. Okay, I, I might just look what, what I'll say is there'll be some, some brief guardians to spoilers for the next five minutes. So skip ahead. Oh, do, do I want these? Should I skip ahead? <sighs> They're not. Th- I'm. I'm not going to talk about like story specifics. Um, I'm going to talk about like overarching, overarching themes, and not any, like you know, no deaths or anything like that. Right. Okay. Uh, they they pulled another credits fake out on me. <laughs> I don't know what that means they started playing the credits and then that wasn't the end of the game. Um, in a way that was really funny. Um, in a way that's really good. Um, which makes sense because where the game leaves you, I'm sort of like, huh, that's a really weird way to end the, end the game. Um, and so it did feel kind of weird. And so I wasn't like, I wasn't like put the controller down. Right. Mm-hmm. I wasn't like, okay, I'm going to like get up and stretch because I finished the game. I was sitting there going like, that's really strange. That's kind of funny. And then like, yeah, we gotcha. We gotcha. Um, which is, which is really fun. Mm-hmm. Um, there are more characters in this than I thought. Um, 
some characters that you will know from watching the movies, Carrie, and some characters which are uh, like comic characters um, so far at the moment. Um, they do a good job at giving every character like a like an arc. Um, and every character in this game really ends in a different place to where they started, which oh, like great. was jarring to see the moment I loaded up New Game Plus. Um, oh, and you went back. Yeah, like I went, I went, I went back in after I finished just to have a look at some of the costumes, because um, when you beat the game, you get some extra costumes. And I was like, and then it showed me the first cutscene, and I was like, oh, no one's, no one's seen what I've seen yet. <laughs> <laughs> um, and it, it, it kind of put me off going back into New Game Plus because like I don't want to, the the characters that I know, they're not these ones. <laughs> These wow, aren't the ones that we've, we've loved and grown with. Um, that's so fascinating. It sounds like yeah. they've really told a good story. That they have. It is. It's. It's really fun. Um. It's. It's a really good story. Like I. I spoke a lot about this last time, but like, there's a lot of, a lot of heart. Um. The the gameplay doesn't really change once you get about halfway through the game. Um. Mm. You get more abilities and stuff which you can use, but like for the most part, it is pretty similar. Um. Peter gets four additional abilities as the game progresses that are different to his like just combo attacks um and you can use them in combat you don't have to like there are enemies for example you've got like a your gun turns from just bullets to like freeze and also electricity um and like gravity and each enemy's can have like a I've got an electricity shield I've got an ice shield right, or right, I'm right. really far away um and you can use those in in combat and you sort of do need to use those in in uh in combat to just remove the shields um but you can also just use like the other guardians abilities on them and they will like they can sort of brute, uh, brute force their way through it um the music is good all the way throughout but it it it's it's not like there are more songs that you find out and the songs in this are not they're not as connected to the story as they were in the movies um there's no there's no the chain moment no there's no the chain moment there's no father and son um there's not even like hooked on a feeling level kind of anything it's uh like they do use it like diegetically in the game um, but there's no emotional attachment to the songs. It's just like, these are the songs that my mom used to listen to a lot. Right. Um, the, the flashbacks are, are fun that there are like Chitauri in this game and they don't look like the movie Chitauri at all. They are like huge. They look like Ratchet and Clank enemies. They're like huge and their like arms are massive and they're ripped. Um, and they kind of look like lizards. Um, <laughs> Goons for less. Yeah, kinda. Yeah, um, yeah. I don't know. It's 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 a it's a really really good game. It's it's a really fun, solid game. I had a really good time with it. the The final stretch is a bit long. There's a lot of the same combat encounter over and over again, especially when you're like in the second to last area. Um, there's just a lot of like combat encounters. Um, the, the, they, they play more with my choices a little bit, um, where like, there's a part where like I find Cosmo and he like 
uh, like I basically free him from where he's being captured and because I freed him, he comes back later and like destroys an entire like enemy platoon. So I don't have to fight them. Um, but I couldn't tell if, if I didn't, I, I couldn't tell if I could, if I could fail saving Cosmo. And I also, I also couldn't tell if I, if I did fail Cosmo, would he have still done that? So yeah, I don't know. Um, I have heard that the, that you can get different endings. With right, your choices. Okay. I have, I've heard there is enough cause and effect in this that like the ending can change. Right. I, I don't think the ending ending can change, but like the ending can probably play out a little bit differently. Um, sure. As, as far as I'm aware, the ending I, is probably going to oh, yeah, be it's, it's probably not life is strange. Like, like yeah, yeah, yeah. Everyone's dead or one's yeah. alive. Like, yeah. Oh no, but I mean, even just in terms of like the, the villains and, and like the, how you defeat the villains, for example, like they would all, that would all be the same. Mm. Um, but yeah, so it was like, it's really fun, really solid. Um, I, I was, I got the, the official original, well, not the original original, but like the, the, the most common Star Lord um, outfit towards the end of the game. And I threw it on immediately and I was like, oh man, this is so much cooler than him in a red jacket. <laughs> I love that. I love that outfit. I love his glowing helmet eyes. Um, and the, the red trim on the blue, on the blue outfit. Um, Is that the one you, you put as the thumbnail for last week? Yeah. Yeah. So, that I so thought was, was Marvel. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So, uh, last, um, last week's episode is, uh, the picture attached to it is, is the picture of Star Lord, um, that I'm, that I'm talking about behind him is, is, Fin Fan Foom, which is so good. They they talk about Fin Fan Foom the entire time and it's so like, it's so everyone saying, Drax, shut the fuck up. We're not going to go and fight a dragon. Are you kidding? You mm. absolute idiot. And then towards the end of the game, everyone's sighing going, oh, I can't believe it. And Drax is like, we're going to go fight Fin Fan Foom. And he's like really like, like giddy and like, yeah. like he's like really excited for it. Um, also, there's a joke in this, which is one of the funniest, like, Guardians jokes, which I'd ever seen, which was they need an army to fight the army they're fighting. And they're like, oh, like, where the hell are we going to fight an army? Nova's out of the question. You know, the Ravengers are scattered, all that sort of stuff. Like, what what, what the hell kind of army are we going to are we going to get? And you remember back to Lady Hellbender. Um, the the the, oh, the woman right. who's in the yeah. trailer, and she has an army of beasts, and she currently wants to kill you. She is she is like on the on the on the on the hunt of you, and you, uh, <laughs> you are sitting there in first person as Peter Quill in like the cockpit of the ship, and. Uh, Quill's like, well, we don't even know if Lady Hellbender is still alive. She might be dead by now. And like Groot calls her on the video thing and she shows up on the screen going, Guardians! Of-! And like it cuts and like Groot like hangs up on her and like, oh, she's alive. <laughs> it's so yeah. funny. That's good. Um, Yeah, it's it's really good. There's a lot of really funny jokes in this game. Um, Like my housemates were coming in out of the living room as I was playing it because I played like I think I did like a six hour sitting. Nice. <laughs> um, and that's like, good when you can do that. That's good. 
and like and they were just coming in and out like just laughing at the jokes you know enjoying the music as as it was kind of billy, billy idol um just just really fun like really really fun um it's awesome and you know a few days after i finished uh, james gunn tweeted a picture of the cast of guardians 3 on set they're gonna start filming soon mm. um who's playing star lord <laughs> no it's still him like, no he's no cool. He's in everything. He's, he's good as Star Lord. <laughs> no, I know. Um, and there's a there's a new that like there are two new characters joining that roster in the movie. Um, one of them being Adam Warlock, um, and someone else that hasn't been announced yet. Um, so I hope that it's the Silver Surfer. Oh, and that that's their their bridge into Fantastic Four stuff, or not even. Oh, not necessarily. Like that—that that yeah. would be cool, but like not necessarily. Okay, cool. Um, the only—the only thing I—the only reason I think that is because James Gunn, way back when, pitched Fox a Silver Surfer movie, mm. which they obviously did not make. And then they made it, Fantastic Four and the Silver Surfer. I, I want to say this was after that, and also it's Fantastic Four: Rise of the Silver Surfer. Thank you very much. Starring Captain America, Torch. Mm-hmm. And Lawrence Fishburne is the voice of the Silver Surfer. Oh, really? Yeah, he was he was good as that. Mm. He was great. That movie's bad. Yeah, <laughs> like every, every Fantastic Four movie. The the first one every that they made. Fantastic. <laughs> the first one they made is it look it's not good, but it's like it's cute. Cute. It's cute. Righto. The cast of Fantastic Four was very good in those movies, I will say. Like, I literally they... never saw it. Oh, okay. You know, what do you mean? Yeah. You don't know if they're bad. You haven't seen them. They're not good. Everyone like, says it... they're bad. Yeah, but like the, the they they weren't bad because they weren't bad because they didn't try. I'll put it that way. Okay. Unlike the third Fantastic Four movie. Yeah, which they didn't try. Yeah. Well, let's let's stop talking about Fantastic Four. Happy to talk about Fantastic oh. Four when it's relevant again. It's always relevant. Slash for the first time. Um, hey. <laughs> so, uh, yesterday, Sam and I were, we had dinner, and then we were watching YouTube, and we put on Northern Line, and we were watching Northern Line play Super Auto Pets, which is that auto battler that I brought up a few weeks ago. Uh, which is a game that Sam and I can kind of both get into because, like, it's got mechanics and stuff like that, but it's not like it's not like a it's not a platformer. It's not an action game. It's it's quite like numbers and ability based, right? And strategy based. It's more strategy game than anything. So Sam and I quite engage with that, and we like we like backseat gaming Northern Lions footage of being like, oh, we didn't get the dodo. What's he? How's he going to make this build work without the dodo? We rolled past it. You know, and all that stuff. Anyway, uh, there's a there's a versus mode in Super Auto Pets where you can create like your own lobbies um, and have a lot of players seemingly, which is cool because like then you can fight within that pool of players. You all start with seven lives and then you can like fight. You, you all fight like random pairings of people within that. And then, you know, whoever has the most lives at the end, if you draw, then you don't lose lives. And if you lose, then you lose a life, obviously. So, like, that's cool. But Sam and I used it to 1v1 each other. So 
we were always going up against our like each other's teams um and we were we were having so much fun last night playing this we were like yelling at each other and being like oh that was so close and like it's it's so interesting and you know we were, we were hanging out on discord while we were doing it later in the evening and i said at the time i was like oh, i'd love to play this mode with all of you guys but i don't think i could convince any one of you to play it like i don't like auto battles is just it's just not our like groups scene um and you know playing this i don't really want to go and play you know auto chess or sub, well, i don't know whatever whatever the other ones are i don't even know what they are i'm just not interested sure. cheap fight tactics um but yeah there was just something there was something really fun about us going toe to toe because like we're, we're relatively up on the games like strategy and stuff like that because we've, we've we've watched that content and we've been like oh this is cool or it's like oh this watching these two units play together is interesting and oh i've got so i had a i had a build where i had you can have units at the at, your, at the front of your line that then spawn weaker units when they die um and then behind them, usually it's good if you can get some units that buff them. It's like, oh, when a friend is summoned, give it some damage. And that way every, you're summoning all these cheap units that like are pretty throwaway, but they're getting buffed every time. So eventually you, you chunk through the enemy's front line. And then Sam countered me with this enemy that was strong and tanky enough. It healed every time it took out an enemy and it was strong enough. It took out all of my weak frontline enemies and just decimated my line. And all of a sudden I had to pivot and I was like down on lives and trying to make it work, and so there were there were those moments that were happening a lot. It, it was it was really fun, really engaging. Um, we were, I was working today. It got to lunchtime, and I finished I finished my my food, and Sam went and made theirs, and then came in and was like, "How much time do you have before you go back to work?" And I was like, oh, "I don't know, about half an hour." It sounds like you want to you want to play a round. I'm like, I, "I could play a round. I could I could play a single round." And then we played two and I went well over time. <laughs> <laughs> that happened last night. It did happen last night. I, I went to, I went to same thing. get up early. So I like finished later, uh, finished earlier and stuff like that. But no, Sam and I played, we played until midnight instead. Um, it's just, yeah, it's really engaging. It's really fun. It's, it's got both of us hooked. Um, unfortunately, it's got some bugs. So like when, when I spoke about Autopets originally, that mode was disabled. It had been enabled and then it was like, oh, under maintenance, come back later. Um, and it's only been recently reactivated in the last week or so, uh, which is why we gave it a go. But we're getting like, every time you buy something, every time you get a new role in the shop, every time you merge merge an animal, every decision you make has to get verified with their servers. And so sometimes that means you can like make a decision and it hangs for a sec and then it's like, bling, and it's like, oh, okay, fine, it went through. But we were getting a bunch of desync issues where it's like, oh, Something we we completely desynced, but don't worry, we're working on it. Click the screen to reload the reload the instance. But what happens when you do that is it reloads your entire shop, including any any uh, pets or food that you might have frozen to keep between rounds. Um, and that's usually a very important part of your strategy, right? It's like, oh, this will really work if I can get something else, or like this, like you, you freeze it for a reason. Right, but we were constantly like towards the end of. Are you laughing at freeze it for a reason? There are so many verbs that you're spitting out that none of them. Like I don't know what any of them mean. Real, <laughs> like like in context. <laughs> I'm trying. That's a good point. It is very jargon heavy. Like 
when you and like that's fine but like you're like talking about freeze and i'm like free and it's just talking about, you, you know talking about fruit and stuff and i'm like there's fruit in this game or those about animals <laughs> okay fair enough in in your shop you have animals and then you also have things that can buff those animals which is usually right. fruit or like a salad or a pear or sometimes it's pizza as you get later on and i don't know but like consumable food right sure um and so yeah, when and but something you could do between rounds, if you run out of money and you can't buy something, but you want something that's in there, you can like lock an item in. It's freeze. It, you freeze it. It, turn, it turns. It becomes like ice blocked. And so that means it's like, oh, I'm gonna have the money for it next round. I'll keep you there between rounds. And so then when I come back, I'll buy you next round. That's what I meant gotcha. by that stuff. I see. Um, so yeah, when we hit those those full desync issues, when it rerolls your shop, the stuff you're holding onto is gone. Maybe you were you were strategizing against or you'd spent half your gold on some of the things that were there and you were halfway through buying the rest of your team that would make it work. But then it re-rolls the shop and all of a sudden you've got half of a strategy in your in your thing and it's not going to work anymore. Uh, it, so that's been quite frustrating. Um, I imagine I, I could see it going back under maintenance pretty pretty soon. But we just had so much fun. I just... I wouldn't have seen it coming, but it was good. And it was fun how close they were. And then some were just like Sam wiped the floor with me, like when we started and I started winning a couple and there were some that were real nail, nail biters. So yeah, this, it's been really, really fun. Cool. That's yeah. fun. Uh, yeah. It's just, it games are fun, Jeremy. It's good. <laughs> yeah, they are. <laughs> uh, while we were playing auto pets, you were you were dealing with your own uh, animal situation. Uh, what tell tell us about? Let's build a zoo, Jeremy. So I am the zoo king. Uh huh. This much am, is known. I am the king of the zoo. Uh, in No More Robots' latest game, let's build a zoo. I am the owner of a zoo and what I say goes. <laughs> <laughs> Did you ever find out what it was called? I'm, I'm going to see if I can now. In situ. <laughs> Did, Did I call it zoo empire? That doesn't sound <laughs> right. Uh, I actually don't know if I can find out what I called my zoo. It was it was something something wicked. Oh, but no I, doubt. No but doubt. I I really really don't know if I can find out. Um, collection, perhaps. Anyway, um, so let's build a zoo. Is like a zoo tycoon simulator game where you've got like a little plot of land and you got a couple of animals. I think you start off with a start off start off with some pigs and some like. Geese, I think, were the first two animals. Oh no, no, rabbits, rabbits. It was, it was pigs and rabbits. I want to say. It's very um, what it, it's very uh, pixel art. Yeah, yeah. It's 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 all like it's it's lower fi than um, Stardew Valley, for example. Mm. Um, similar to those, like, did you ever play a uh, Tiny Tower? Yeah, Tiny Tower. I was literally sitting yeah. here going, yeah, yeah, like, yeah, that that amount of resolution yeah yeah, yeah. that pick uh pick, i don't know maybe five tiny towers five pixels per meter i think is maybe what i would say <laughs> um it's not an atari game <laughs> no no i know um anyway uh 
and you can get like upgrades and then you can get more animals by, uh, you've got like a, like a, like a, there's like a world market sort of thing where different locations around the world have got like, Hey, we'll give you a snake. If you give us two of these kind of pigs, for example, you're trading with other zoos or like offline. Um, and there's day night cycle and every day the world market will refresh so you can get, um, new, uh, animals from different locations and stuff. Um, and certain things also take certain amount of times, a uh, certain amount of time to do. For example, if you like, when you order an animal, it'll come through the next day or the day after, and you can breed animals through like the nursery and that'll take like three to four days, depending on certain things. And, but there's actually a whole lot. There's, there's, there are many, many mechanics in this game and they are all working at the same time. Um, they don't cascade like that, but there's just a whole lot of things that you can fuck with um, right. in ways that's really, really fun in, in Let's Build a Zoo. Um, for example, you can set the prices of, of, you know, the sodas and the balloons and like the ticket pricing and all that stuff. And But then you can determine uh, in the soda machine, do you want to use spring water or do you want to use tap water? And determine determining that, I don't know what that does. I'm assuming it, it's nicer if it's spring water, not tap water, but that wasn't made clear. Definitely and it's getting asks, flat soft drink. And it can ask me if I want to put how much corn syrup inside of this thing to sweeten the drinks. But I didn't see anywhere anybody complaining about my drinks being too sweet or not sweet enough. So that was strange. And then you have to worry in your enclosures about things like, you know, you've got to make sure they're getting all the right food. You've got to make sure you have enough zookeepers so the animals are getting fed and uh, also like cleaning the, uh, the enclosures of all of the excrement that the animals will produce. And then you also got to make sure that the animals are not breeding too fast. You're not getting too many of them in an enclosure because there's an amount of, there's like a, they require a certain amount of space per animal and if you have too many animals, then the logic can go from um, uh, fine, like a, 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 an appropriate amount of space, to an uncomfortable amount of space, to an to an inhumane amount of space. <laughs> and then, and then that's one hell of a game slider. <laughs> yeah, right. Um, and there's like a morality system in this as well. Um, I'll talk about them uh, that in a moment. But the my animals were dying. Carrie, I had a, I had a. <laughs> I, I had a, a a rabbit and a capybara and duck enclosure. <laughs> now I know I I know what you're saying. Hang on, you, you you also have to. How do they pass their time in these enclosures, Jeremy? Oh, that's right. Of course, I forgot. So there's also like a level of um uh, like entertainment and engagement that they have, and to do that, you have to. Enrichment is is that is that is the term they use in the game. Um, you have to fill your enclosure up with toys and things that they can pass their time with and play with. And so they can play with a, a, like a couple of things. You can get like a like a scent uh, little item that you can put in the enclosure. You can put balls. They can play with the balls, and you can put trampolines as well. <laughs> and when they hop on the trampolines, they the little pixel avatars just bounce up and down on the trampolines like really, really fast. Yeah, just over like, and over. Really, really fast. Um, you also have to give them water and stuff. Um, and there were a lot of animals in this enclosure that I had in my Let's Build a Zoo Zoo, and they 
there was not a whole lot of space, and so there was a lot of trampolines around so that they could all they could all hop on and be be enriched by the trampolines. It was like you, but, you were trying to build up. You were trying to conserve space. Yeah, yeah, and but they started dying. And I couldn't figure out why. And I thought because they were just shitting everywhere that it was really like, because my hygiene meter on this enclosure specifically was all the way low. And it was just, it was covered in excrement. <laughs> and then I got a notification that like 16 of my animals had died, <laughs> which was already like a lot to process. And I didn't have the unlock for the furnace so I could cremate them. Yeah. And so there was just 16 dead rabbits in, this thing, <laughs> in my zoo. And I was like trying to hire like zookeepers to take them out and they wouldn't take them out. And then I looked at my list of animals <laughs> and all of the dead rabbits have names. <laughs> they were all named. And so I'm just really quickly going to read out, um, you know, those that have, those that have come uh, prior and had since, since left us um, on this great world. We would not be here without you. We would not be here without Peanuts, Kissy, Tuffy, Simba, Kiwi, Ricky, Gretchen, Pebbles, Quinn, <laughs> Tuesday, Gibson, Brady, <laughs> Cisco, Biggie, Raven, Lynx, Diva, Magnolia, Cole. You are gone and not forgotten. I forgot about Tuesday. <laughs> so many. And 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 it gets the the game gets a little bit more twisted the more you play. Um there are like people that can show up and they can say, like, hey, like I've got this this robot lion. Do you want a robot lion? It's not a real lion. It's one I made from a robot. And so you don't have to act like it, it can't die. So if you want it, you can have it and you can reject the offer or you can accept the offer and have low morality. It'll, it'll give you like a minus five on your morality scale. Cause the idea is like, Oh, the public will never know, right? They'll never tell the difference and they'll yeah. pay to come and see the real thing. And yeah, yeah, they're they're excited, you know. That's a lion. That's exciting. Um, and it's called a scammer. Um, and like I was offered a, a a goose painted to make it look like a peacock, for example. Um, and your morality score affects the things that you can do inside of the zoo. Um, so for example, if you have five morality, which is not very high you are given the option to start using wind turbines, which is a moral way of generating electricity, which will in turn give you more, more mor a, a higher morality score because if you are, uh, it measures how much pollution you are creating. So the way um, guests visit your zoo, they hop on a bus, more buses equals more guests, more buses also equal more pollution, low morality, high profits, see where it's going. Um, so then you can, if you have a decent amount of, of morality, you can pop in some wind turbines that will lower the amount of pollution you're creating, which will then lower the amount of low morale that you are generating. Um, this is not morale in terms of like employee morale. This is like a, like a, you know, morality in terms of morality, like, yeah. yeah, 2011 open world video games, like <laughs> good or bad slider. Paragon Renegade. Yeah. Yeah. Infamous. Um, and so, yeah, then like you can, 
you can breed the animals as well. And so you can uh, like make sure that you're breeding different matches of animals. So you can get different breeds of, you know, the pigs. And then you can slowly map that human genome. So then you can start cloning pigs. Um, (laughs) And once you have mapped two different animals' genomes, you can then combine them to make like a, a cross between a pig and a goose. (laughs) um and it's like there's so much going on (laughs) like at at all times and i'm trying to like it was like a fever like there was so (laughs) many so many mechanics showing themselves to me one after another and i was just getting more and more who was arnold who was arnold do you remember which vendor arnold was no that's fine Uh, yeah but i sam and i are here like duking it out in auto pets and like listening to you and like just talking you through what you're doing at the time last night is like this is really weird and sam like works with animals and is like, yeah and you're and you're like well, what am i gonna do it's, there's so many carcasses and sam's like oh you're gonna need to get a freezer and jerry's like i don't get it it sounds like where are you gonna put the carcasses Jerry's like i don't know what do you mean <laughs> and then all of a sudden you're like well there's carcasses everywhere <laughs> There were carcasses on the trampolines. <laughs> they were having a great time. Um, there are also like to to get new workers at your zoo. You have to put. You have to advertise the job, and so to do that, you have to decide if you want to advertise it just as a listing, or if you want to advertise it on social media and on like a job seeking website as well. And those cost more money if you want to put those out, but then you'll get a whole lot more different like candidates as well. Jeremy, do you remember the underperforming staff member? Bridget. Bridget. What was yes. what was she what was her job? Uh she I believe was a zookeeper. Uh-huh. And I believe. And what was her deal? She was underperforming. She was she was yeah, she was underperforming, so I gave her a bonus <laughs> to try and get her to do her job better. And then yeah. I ended up firing her anyway. And then if you fire someone <laughs> within like five days or something, you don't have to pay them out because they're under probation. <laughs> but but if you if you fire someone that's been there for a while, you have to like pay them severance. <laughs> and you can you can not pay them severance and gain immorality. <laughs> um, oh, it is it is so good. <laughs> this game is so fucking good. Um I, I'm I'm still in the process of trying to make my zoo look good. Um, I will say that the moving around things in a tycoon game usually is the most cumbersome thing. Um, you know how annoying it is to move things around. And I'm crossing, for example, moving things around in like, say you want to move things across one square in like Rollercoaster Tycoon 2, you have to sell it and then rebuy it. Yeah, yeah, totally. It's, it's, it's exhausting. Um and in this, it's not. Um, in this, it's it's really quite cool. You can rearrange the size and the shape of the exhibits as you please, provided that all of the objects that are inside of the zoo, not including the animals, um, are within the same confines. And you can move those around as you will as well. So you can go in and move everything into a corner so that then you can redraw the entire thing if you want. But if you want to pick it up and move it around, you can do that. At, at at your at your pleasure, which is fantastic because moving stuff around in some of these games can be like the absolute worst. Mm. Um, 
the pathing system seems to just do whatever it wants. Um, the actual drawing of paths is, I'm, I'm 90% sure, just the decal on the ground. It doesn't actually affect where guests walk. As far as I'm aware, I don't know if you get a speed bonus for anybody walking on a path. I think you might. And so what they will do then is the the guests and the um, the staff members as well will, will do like a, like a pathing algorithm to determine what is the fastest way. So you want to try and make your paths the fastest way around to places, but sometimes they'll just walk around the back of an exhibit because it's faster for them to get to where they want to be. Um, there's plenty of shop op- op- shop options as well, um, which is fun. And there's like info kiosks and flowers and um, fountains. What are you laughing at? I just remembered you had you had a float. Yeah, yeah. I just remembered your protesters as well. Oh, that's right. They were protesters. You had protesters had- the whole time. So and they didn't like how many dead bodies there were in the zoo. And you were like, I'm trying to cremate them. <laughs> Let's Motor Zoo has protesters that show up in my park with picketed signs and they're there marching. And I'm like, what do you want from me? They're like bad, like animal, like living conditions. I'm like, they're dead. What do you want me to do? I don't have, I don't have a furnace yet. I don't have, and that's right. And so when I had, when I, I could bribe them to leave, which gave me like a negative morality or I can give them an experience they'll never forget. And I don't know what that means. And it says, <laughs> you show them the crematorium. And, you close and, the door. and what, what it does is it says, this is a gamble. You don't know if it'll be good or bad. And I'm like, well, I'm not doing that. Um, or I can change conditions and, and then prove it to them. Um, uh, <laughs> but there are like, um, what's it called? There were, there was also a way to like show, that's right. So when I got the furnace, there was, um, I had to hire under undertakers, yeah. <laughs> which were the ones that actually took the dead animals over. Oh, it was, it was just, it was, there's so much happening in that game at all times. Yeah. Um, let's build a zoo is very good. It is <laughs> so, so good. It was um, funny because you like, I feel like we were with you for a very early part of your play session. And then through a lot of those discoveries and we're, we're just sitting there, we're just talking it through and, and you're like, oh, this game's really cute. And I'm like, oh yeah, it's nice. I'm like, oh, Sam, look at the bouncing of the trampolines. And Sam's like, oh, that's really cute. And you're like, yeah, no, you're like, you should play this game. It's good. And, and we, and then we keep getting, and then you're like, oh, they're dead. And I'm, and I'm like, oh, Sam, maybe you shouldn't play this game. <laughs> and you're like, oh, this protesters. Oh, this guy wants to wants to paint this pigeon and call it a peacock. Like, like I, don't, I don't know. Oh, my God. And more and more, it was sounding like Frostpunk. I'm like, what are you? <laughs> I was like, Sam, get to stay away from this before you're hanging people in town square to make an example of them. <laughs> the game is really cute. <laughs> the game is genuinely really cute. Um, I'm looking forward to playing more tonight. Um, mm. I don't know. I this game is really good. Um, everything is in good humor. Yeah, even yeah, like yeah. even even the fucked shit is in like really good humor. <laughs> so I don't know. I think it's I think it's very fun. It's a very you game too. Yeah, you've got the you've got the room to role play in there, and you've also got the room to do some fucked up shit. Yeah, I'll, I'll, I'm I'm pretty tyrannical. Um, but also, if you but if I'm, you I'm very a, generous. Oh yeah, the generous tyrant. That's what they call it. Yes, you. yes, it is. <laughs> but if you if you had a, a divine moment of of benevolence, 
strike you. I'm sure you could also happily spend time making the perfect park. Oh, absolutely. And, you know, I would love to have a really nice looking park. Um, some of the decoration options are like, I need to really use my head to make this look nice sort of thing. There's, <laughs> there's like some games, you will have a nice looking area regardless of, of what you do. Mm. Um, Animal Crossing, I think, is a really good example of that is like, it's really hard to make a really ugly island in that game. Yeah. Um, but you know, you can spend a million hours and make it like absolutely incredible. Um, in this, I like, I, I really got to know what I'm going for to try and make it look good. Like it, it's hard to organically make a really nice looking park in this. I'm finding, um, I'll like, I'll see how I go. Like, and I, I, I'm at the point now where I can make really nice things in Minecraft, for example, like really nice looking houses and farms. But like, that took me a long time to get there. Yeah, 10 years. Um, yeah. Like 10 years of like it being my most played game ever, honestly. So I'm looking forward to seeing some amazing parks out of this game, hopefully. Mm. I, I just couldn't believe the things we were hearing last night. It was so funny. <laughs> the, the, the moment it's where... Not, not what I was expecting at all from this game. The, the moment where we were sitting there and you're like, oh, they're all dead. And I'm like, That's, they've got names. And Jeremy, like, you're like, oh, they've all got names, <laughs> Kerry. <laughs> I had like a... It was there was like a moment of like clarity and a moment of like realization terror that yeah <laughs> <laughs> we were laughing so hard for minutes yeah just with yeah. your 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 abject horror you like fell apart <laughs> when I when I was telling you that the animals have names it was just how. It was how genuinely you were realizing it for the first time. <laughs> <It was> so... <laughs> oh, God, it was funny. Uh, at risk of a, at risk of laughing myself into a, into a hole again, it's time, time for a break, everyone, so I can get the giggles out of my system. Um, no, no question corner this week. We're just going to come back, finish up the what we've been playing section, and then we're also just going to do a, uh, a brief... Uh, rundown of the Elden Ring gameplay trailer that uh, was released earlier this week um, that we got to see that we watched. Uh, and yeah. I'm also going to ask you a question before we oh. get to that stuff. Oh my god! I'm not. I'm not going to tell you what it is before I ask you. It's not. It's not like a big question. I'm just. I'm just oh. curious about your, your about your feelings on it. We'll get there. Okay. Is it? We'll get there. Okay. We'll get there. All right. Well, yeah. there's there's a there's a teaser for you, everyone. Stay with us, and uh, we'll be right back. Do you, know, do you know what it is? They've all got names, Kerry. <laughs> uh, well, I guess, uh, welcome back to the mini map cast. Um, we're just going to get back into what we've been playing. Uh, Jeremy, there's a new Apex map. There is. It's called Storm Point. Yeah. Uh, I didn't really know what to expect from this. Like it kind of, it was a bit of a quiet announcement. You know, this mm. wasn't like, like it was a pretty big deal last season when Sia came out. Like they, I, I never, I could never predict when which season announcement is going to get the most fervor, but Sia coming out was pretty big. That was a, a definite moment, I would say. Yeah, um, the, the, the Sia story trailer really, really shot that through um, 
past just the Apex fans' radar. Like, it went into, like, hey, yeah. this is a cool trailer, even if you don't care about the game at all. Yeah, and then um, people who had lapsed, like, I was really enticed by Sia's, like, abilities and, like, feature set. Mm. Um, and then that, I remember we were saying this three months ago when he came out. He's, like, those first three weeks where everyone was playing Sia, <laughs> that was a fun time. It was so overpowered at the beginning. It was so So fun. overpowered. This was so fun. Just Just hearing all of those sounds over and over. And everyone seeing, th- I don't know, that was a really fun time. Um, but, like, obviously the, the big one that I remember is when Revenant came out in Season 4. This one just kind of came out and has been a bit like, oh. And I think part of that's because Ash is the new hero who's been hinted at for so long, introduced with Season 9 with Arenas as, like, a, a character that's in this timeline and is now a character that you play as and is one of the legends, right? Yeah. Um, yeah. Have you played Arenas much in this season? Uh yeah, wait. Have you played? No, no. Because I, I I only just had the thought. What happens when you play Ash in arenas? Uh yeah, I I don't know. I Maybe like whoever plays check. Ash is the one saying it. Like you hear it in the room rather than like over the speaker. And so if you if you've got an Ash against the other team, we just don't hear anything. <laughs> <laughs> Not quite what I meant. Um. <laughs> so so anyway, Storm points the new map right, and Ash is the new character. I haven't played Ash yet. Um. She's interesting. Uh, for a robot, she's very sexy, which I'm like, why did you guys do that? Like, I'm just like, why? Why did you do that? But the Kerry wants no, no, no horny in any game. Please, thank you. It's just, why did you bother? Like, why? Sia, Sia, Sia is sexy. That's a good point. Everybody in Apex is sexy, aside from Mirage. Yeah, Mirage isn't sexy. Caustic, say- is, se- Caustic is sexy. What? Yeah. Little what? Bit. No. A little bit. Little bit. No. Yeah. I, no. Junior I'd say there's a out. number of them that aren't sexy, but, like, I don't know. I'm not bi. <laughs> It's only Mirage. He's the only one. Only Mirage. He's the only one. Even Fuse is sexy. Uh, yeah, I'd say Fuse. Fuse is charming until he opens his mouth. Yeah. Uh, what about Lifeline? Yeah. Okay. They all are. Pathfinder's not. Pathfinder's just a like. Pathfinder's like a loyal dog. Yeah, Pathfinder's a dog. Yeah. 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 So Ash is in there, right? And she's got this... Her, her abilities are cool. She's got like a stun dagger area of effect, which is kind of weird. Um, and then like an like an instant wraith portal, like blink ability, which is kind of cool. So that, that allows for some, some neat rotations and stuff like that. And then uh, she can like mark death boxes and see where, where people have died on the map, which is... I think that's her low key. That's her biggest advantage like you can land on the map and be like oh people died there people died there people died there or just instantly mark people on the map i think that's a huge advantage but the map itself it's um jeremy you were describing it as PUBG-esque, as 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 like the uh sarnok map the, yeah the sort of pacific island uh version um it's very mm-hmm. jungly it's very um dense i would say and, yeah. and it's got a lot of unique structures, I think, which is good. Like, um, I guess Olympus did, but 
it's just been a while since we've had a, a brand new area like this with with brand new structures to play in. And I think the that's what I like like the most about the original Kings Canyon is the structure design and the interiors. Um, yeah, Olympus, because of the nature of the look of the map, it's for those who don't know, it's like a million different little quadrants all sort of put together artificially, like intentionally, yeah, like it's in like a floating a, a, city. Yeah, everything looks like it's it's all prefabricated um, parts that have just been like bolted next to each other, and so due to the nature of that, I like I can never remember what area is next to another area because there's no like crossing between the two that would that that makes me go oh yeah this area connects to this area it's like there's the tower in the middle and i don't really know a whole lot else um yeah where, because it doesn't feel natural it doesn't feel like oh like the the river flows through here there's a waterfall over here on on this quarter it goes out into a lake while well, there's a lava yeah. a bit over here it, like it this map feels a lot more natural and so i can i can place myself a lot easier i'm not constantly going into the next section going oh right yeah okay this area yeah 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 totally i still am but i think that's just because of how much i've played where i'm still learning it um, oh sure like i'm still definitely learning it too but like yeah. i i am learning it <laughs> yeah right okay it's not just bouncing off yeah i uh i really like playing on this map so there's something about this map i i i am i have been currently knock on wood, playing really well on this map. Like, I I see people faster, my my aim is better, like like I'm I'm getting more long range shots, I'm just getting them more traditionally. Like normally when we start up a new season, the games are so sweaty. They're so hardcore. And it's like, God, why am I here? Like I'm my, I'm just meat for all the the apex predators who are just who are just stomping through the pubs and learning Ash. And there's a bit of that. You'll see a lot of Ash players right now, just the new ones, uh, the, the 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 old rather the, the the hardcore players being like, oh, I want to play the new character. And you you come up against an Ash, and they're sliding, and they're 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 going left, right, left, right, left, right, left, right, and it's like, oh my God, I can't even see straight when you when you're fucking shooting at me. Um, but for the most part, like I'm, I'm really enjoying this map. I, I, this is there's something about the the flow of the map as well, where I feel like the the firefights are pretty even. There's not that many spots where you can get, um, just totally messed up if you're in the wrong area. Like, unless the squad's like dynamite, and like there were a couple of times where it was like, oh, there's a team, let's shoot at them, and then they just like turned on us and. And fucked us up, and it was like, oh, yeah. okay. Um, <laughs> yeah. But there's no like, there's there's a lot of areas where it's like, I'm specifically thinking of the there was that spot where we respawned you that time, Jeremy, where there's like a respawn beacon on top of a cliff overlooking a river. But you can also go underneath the cliff, and there's a spider nest under there, and then there's a rope that goes back up on top of the cliff, and there's two ropes down off the cliff that go up to the top of it as well, next to a river. Sure. I don't know. That area, it seems really dynamic. Right. Like, you, you, you've you got the high ground if you're looking down into the river, but then the people in the river can go under underneath you, and then they can come up from the side or they could just rotate away. So then you could jump down and then you're on a level playing field. They could get back up there. It's it's Everything feels very even um, on the map, I'd say. I, I'm really, really enjoying it. Um, yeah, and it's so I alluded to it just before, but there's like spider and prowler nests. So 
Um, the spiders are creepy, but um, and the yeah, prowlers are. are the yeah. I, like I saw them for the first time. I was like, holy shit! Oh, that's <laughs> a lot. Like they're not like huge, but they're you know they're large. Um, but yeah, they're cool. They drop ammo, so it's never really that bad of an idea to go for them because they'll drop attachments, healing. Um, they'll attack you, but not very much. They'll level up your equipment. Um, and they always drop ammo, so you you don't really go in, come out of the situation worse than when you went into it, which is good. I'm glad they did that. Like I kind of shied away from them until we did them for a couple of times, and I'm like, oh no, this is this is fine. This is not a problem. Um, it obviously just gives away your position because you're shooting, so, but that's cool. And then there's also gravity cannons, and usually they're these big, really loud, like they're returnal sounding fucking things. These big green projectile ramps. And you like walk into the, pardon me, and then it's like normal speed, normal speed, and then as soon as you hit a point on the ramp, it just goes like, and then you you go flying. They're so um, fun. Yeah, they are, and they almost always go to another gravity ramp pointing the other direction, which is interesting. So it's almost always a two way, uh, sort of bridge. It's not a bridge, but they're just cannons that point at each other. Um, and there's some really interesting things you can do. Ollie and I played around where we were we were. We're doing pretty well, um, and then we saw a couple of people leave a cannon, and then it was like, "Oh, there's a couple. There's one left who's running towards it. Let's get him!" And we shot at them, and we were getting them down, and they sort of ran away. But then the people from who had launched in the cannon came back, and so then that we were shooting them, and then they flew away, and then they got really low. But then another one came back, and then the first one came like around the side. There's all, the, and I'm pretty sure we got baited into like attacking them, and then they were using the unpredictability of them flying in and out to like really harangue us and it works right. like I, we got baited into that situation um yeah it's, it's it's really interesting the way they do that and of course there's no redeploy beacons um like balloons yeah so yeah yeah and that that that's the first map that's done it um like that i think it's a really good map i'm really excited to play more of it um yeah do you have any other do you have any any more impressions of it your your, your triple take is back on the ground jeremy yeah, um yeah, my oh, Jesus, sorry, excuse me. Um the my my favorite gun from Favorite Seasons is back. Um but it's not as strong as I what it was and so it's not like I don't have a favorite gun anymore. <laughs> um Have you tried it with a two to four times or a three times? Yeah, it it's still good. It's still good, but it's not it's not what it was. Right. It's not it's not what it used to be. Mm-hmm. Um I've I, I uh, Ash hasn't made a, a bigger impression on me as a as a character or as a player, like 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 a playable character that I'm like oh, I love this as much, um, mm. well, at least as much as Fuse did. Uh, Fuse, um, Sia did. Uh, Fuse yeah. too. Um, so yeah, that's like yeah, cool. I guess like hey, it's a Titanfall two character. It's the first one now. Yeah. yeah, it is. I mean, Blisk was like part of the launch, but yeah, not but in like, the game. Yeah. Um, yeah, they're still leaning on that, huh? Um, they still... I don't know. Well, they're leaning into it harder, I would say, because remember Valk was a big Titanfall 2 key in as well, because that's like yeah. one of the one of the other Apex... Like Viper's the, daughter or whatever the hell. Exactly, yeah. Um. So yeah, like I, th- th- they keep doing this as if they're going to make Titanfall three when we know they're not going to anytime soon. Um, 
I think because they're going to bring Titans into Apex. I don't. I really don't see it. I, I've seen it. <laughs> there are, it would radically change the map design. Like it would just as an alt. Of, pardon? As an alt. It'll be uh, Cooper. They'll they'll just put in Cooper. And BD. Uh, Jack I, Cooper. I, Jack Cooper. <laughs> Cooper. Uh, I don't. I don't see it. Like those maps are designed for not that in mind. Yeah, that'll do it. <laughs> um, Maybe an LTM. I could see an LTM. What's an LTM? A limited time mode. Like oh, a, right. Like the yeah, Halloween one or the... the it, seems like, it seems like a lot of work for, for a limited time mode. Um, yeah, I don't know. Like, I I think it's cool. Like, I, I, I like the new map. Um, I don't care too much for the new weapons. Um, I, I like this game. This is a good game. Mm-hmm. I'm still having fun. Still playing enough to pay for the next battle, fa- battle pass every 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 season. So it's good fun. Yeah. Yeah, totally. I uh, Yeah, I think they've, they've done a really good job this season. Apparently the, the launch day was really stable too, which mm. hasn't been in the past. So props I want to say Sears 1 as well was, was very good. Um, season 1 or Sears 1? Sorry, sorry. Sears... Yeah. See his launch day was was quite yeah, stable I'm as not well. Sure. I don't remember. Uh, and then, uh, sort of to wrap up this section, there's a. Uh, so I've been I've been bringing this up over and over again as I've been playing through this game, but I finally, finally, finally finished Bug Snacks, um, which was very interesting. It was it was fun because this is one that Sam played through and was like, "Oh, I have feelings about the story and." Because they they'd heard us talking about it and heard you speak about that anecdote if you saw someone on Twitter or something and like their kid was bawling their eyes out after the ending of this game. Yeah. And so we've been like curious about what the ending is. I've been debating with myself how far into spoiler territory we go in this. I think I think I'm just going to go there because it, the game's it, been, been out been for long a year. Enough. It's been yeah, well, exactly. well long enough. And there's so, DLC coming out soon too. Exactly. Yeah. So you know if you if you have been interested in bug snacks like. Maybe don't listen to this bit. Um, I am just going to talk about the ending of the game. But, uh, you know, jump ahead five, five, six, seven minutes. Who knows? Um, so I was up to a point where I had... There's there's 12 Grumpuses that you need to get back to the, the main village, Snacksburg. And when, when you do that, that, that's sort of the main point of the game is bring all the Grumpuses back. And the, they introduce you to the new areas. Each Grumpus is sort of holed up in an old area and then the new area opens up and then you get a new tool to explore that area and then they interact differently and then there's temperature things. So that's fine. So I was up to 11 out of 12 villages when I started the other day. And that one's sort of like, oh, go to follow these clues and find these artifacts and it will lead you to the ultimate answer of how to get in the final door. And it was It was a really good time. What happens is once you sort of leave the 12th person to their own devices um because everyone's looking for elizabeth megafig who's the the sort of visionary the the explorer the 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 uh the steve Irwin type um who like everyone followed to the island uh she's still missing and her partner egabel is looking for her but she's i don't know there's a whole thing she's like i'm gonna keep looking for elizabeth i was like okay fine Anyway, so that means that there's basically everyone's back at Snacksburg and there's a big party that happens. And there's this 
as you've been going through, you know, some of them are in relationships, some of them are, are best friends, and maybe they're in a relationship, but they don't, but like they kind of keep talking around it, and it's like kind of weird when it's kind of something else. And um, there's, there's this tension that happens all throughout that game between the different characters. Um, but this kind of, they start like letting loose, and there's a party, and like, you got to give some of them like drink to for them to like start dancing and it's all about encouraging everyone to dance around the fire and they're like oh i want to dance but oh this person's talking my ear off and i can't leave yet and it's like oh i just want to tell someone about history or something like that and it's like oh you can go talk to that person then this person can go talk to that person then they're free to go to the dance floor and it's like and then they start dancing together and they start changing so that's a really cool sequence um anyway then the island starts exploding it's like oh my god what's happening and you go find this ancient door and you go there with Philbo and Egabel and you fall into this cavern. Mm-hmm. And inside the cavern, it, it, it looks like an intestinal tract, except it's made out of gigantic strawberries and corn and, and cake and carrots and, and food, right? And it's really weird. It's all very, it's a red, red tones and like, water along the bottom like a sewerage pipe and you're separated from everyone and and then there's a, a monster that's walking around it's all made up of fruit and it like disappears into the bigger fruit walls and you land in this big cavern and and you see a bunch of these bug snacks in front of you that you like know and they're like lined up they're like regimented and they're like lining the walls in tears like looking down at you like a coliseum and and you hear Lisbeth say, let them through, and you walk through, and then it turns out that Lisbeth has been turned into a bug snack monster kind of thing. Uh-huh. So this is, the game the game gets weird here, right? Gets. <laughs> gets gets weird. And that's that's kind of the thing, right? The game kind of always alludes to it and it's like, oh, eat the snacks. Oh, my arms turned into a strawberry. That's funny, isn't it? Ha ha. And you're like, what? But that's yeah. like the whole premise of the game, and they just, you just kind of take that on face value. But they kind of address that here, and so Lisbeth's like, "Okay, so bug snacks are parasites, and they they're slow and they're patient, and what they want to do is they want they want you to eat them so they can take you over and eradicate you, and and so you just become more bug snacks." <laughs> and so Agabel was like, "Oh, not Agabel." Uh, Lisbeth was like, "I fell down here, and now." Now I'm no longer human, but I can like hold them at bay. This whole island is bug snacks. <laughs> so the whole island that they're on is like made out of bug snacks, is bug snacks. And they've become more ravenous by them, by the, the inhabitants on the island not being taken over and become bug snacks yet. So they've become more and more ravenous, which is why there's a volcano exploding and and the island's earthquaking and it's all coming apart because the bug snacks are coming to kill the grumpuses. Anyway, so Egabel, right, is not Egabel. I keep saying Egabel. Lisbeth, the Steve Irwin explorer type, uh, the way she's portrayed is she's become an amalgamation of all the boss type bug snacks you've faced so far. So there's like a there's a daddy cake legs, which is a big cake that stands on candle legs, um, and there's the the mothsa, which is a like a mozzarella moth flying thing. And there's a there's like a a sushi dragon, and I can't remember if there are any else off the top of my head. But she's become this amalgamation of all of them. So she's this daddy cake legs body. So this this white cake standing on different coloured candle legs, 
and she's got Mothza pizza wings and her body is on the end of this big sushi rice neck. And so she keeps going like, like stretching the neck right up to you and then like back up and like she's she's this otherworldly being now, which is really weird. Anyway, Egabel, her partner is like, oh, we got to get out of here. And and Lisbeth's like, no, if I leave this cave, then the the island will collapse. And Egabel's like, fine, I'm getting in there with you. So then she becomes the second sushi rice snake head of this creature. And they're like, Philbo and journalist, you, your character, you should go, go help the others. So you go back to Snacksburg and the, the bug snacks are finally attacking and you have to help each each group of villagers to re refuel the boat, the airship and leave. Um, and you do that with all of the tools that you've been given thus far, except all of these have been turned lethal. So the 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 one that traps them, like the net cage, all of a sudden becomes like a like a mincer. It functions exactly the same, but it like pulverizes them. And there's like instead of one that grabs snacks and gives them to you, it's like a punching glove. So I don't know, that's a neat section. There's no fail state in that. It's like, oh we gotta protect them. But like this game's not a first person shooter or anything like that. Yeah. Yeah. And like the aiming's not that good. So like if they get to the people you're protecting, they just like bunce them off and then so you could just not do anything and it'll be fine. Which I think is good. Yes, like, yes. That's not this game's strong suit. Anyway, you all get on the ship and you're about to be attacked by a big flying mothza. And then Egabel and Lisbeth, Daddy Cake Legs, Mothza, Snake Monster, jump, jump and save you and you fly away. And they wave the big bug snacks monster that they are. And the volcano erupts and you land on the island. And, and so everyone goes through this whole like, ah, oh, you know... Like there's the the gossip who's like, I think, you know, this this proves to me that I can make friends and I'm not going to ruin it for myself this time. And there's someone who's like, who's like the con man who's like, ah, oh, man, I just wanted to live my dream. But I guess, you know, everyone sort of has this sort of realization of, of, of themselves because all of these people are kind of dysfunctional. Well, not people, they're grumpuses, but they've all had dysfunctional lives, right? That's why they were, that's why they came to the island. Yeah. So that's kind of the end. And there's a whole thing about the the, the journalism company that hired you is, I don't know. And there's this whole subplot about the Grumpinati, which is the Illuminati, but for Grumpuses. And that's always seemed like a B plot. And then there's this like end credits voice line where it's like, Oh no, the Grumpinati's real. But that's like the ending of the game, right? Is this good? It's fine. Okay. It's not, it's not a great ending. It's very told to you. It's very resolute. It's very solved because okay. it's like, oh, we're off the island. We're not eating bug snacks anymore. So our body parts turn back to normal and we're all okay. It's like, oh, okay. And Lizbert and Egabel died. But I guess that's fine. <laughs> but like, it's... I was thinking about it and it comes back to this question of who's this game for, Right. And I and I can see the seams of this game. You know, I can see how they only had so much budget. You know, the the bug snacks never animated very, you know, sophisticatedly. Um, the 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 facial animations when they're talking is just like Sesame Street, like mouths opening and closing, right? Which is fine. It yeah. works. It's not yeah. bad. Yeah. Um, but you know, their biggest gameplay moment was just turning all of the old traps into like a slight variation that functioned exactly the same. You know, it was. It was a big moment, but it, it wasn't very different in scope. So I could see that they, there's just not much room for them to have done anything else differently, I guess. Um, 
but it has made me think about what this game's greatest strength is. And it really is... They've, they've done an excellent job at character writing and character interactions and relationship development between the different characters and how they all interplay and, you know, some way they apologize to each other and relationships that have broken and then get mended and what their different uh, tolerances are and and grievances are and stuff like that. That's their bet. That's the best part about bug snacks. You know, there's this, there's this gay couple who like, don't know that they're a couple and like it gets to the end. And one of them's like, Oh, would you consider being my boyfriend? And the other guy's like, we've been dating for years, (laughs) (laughs) but the, but the, the, the interactions you have, like that's the, that's the very end in that like party sequence. Right. And all of their interactions together before that are so funny and they're so sweet and they're so genuine and, and good hearted. Like, yeah, that's the game's strongest suit is the way that the very uh, nuanced characters interact with each other and, and develop alongside each other. Um, but yeah, no, it's that it's the, it's the, that's the thing that I'm going to remember most fondly about bug snacks. Um, once you get past the the funny puns and the it's like oh that's daddy cake legs that's funny because it's like daddy long legs and you know, you know and it's but it's a cake like <laughs> like yeah. having that moment like you know every every five or ten minutes or sometimes even like t- smaller together when you get to a new area that's fun like that's that doesn't really get old um, okay but when you come back to that question of who's this game for I really don't know because it's at the end of the day, so Sam Sam was saying that they were kind of disappointed with the ending and they felt that it resolved too neatly and it didn't leave them asking any questions. And so Sam felt like they were being told how to feel about it. Um, and they and Sam wanted to feel more uneasy and more like freaked out or just like right. feel more tension, like feel some more like like maybe like body transformation, like body horror kind of stuff. Like, oh, that's my hand. It's become a snack. What's going on here? Like, sure. Um, and I, I said to Sam, and I, I heard that, and I was like, I don't think, I think, because I think this game ultimately is also being made to be able to be played by children. Right, okay. And so I'm thinking about it like, okay, how far can they go within this PG rating with this weird premise that they've got? Because it's a weird premise. So I'm like, this is about as far as you can go before fucking people up. <laughs> like this big cake monster at the end that is someone who you've been trying to find this whole time and that big turn into a big snake tentacle, like, like a, a, a sushi snake tentacle. Like it's, <laughs> it was pretty fucked and weird. Like it was really weird down there. And like, if they'd gone any harder for it, then it would have, it would have been a more mature game in some ways. And, but then I don't think this is a particularly mature game, but then also all of the characters are so complex because of they've all come here for like a, a new start. Right. Which and they all start playing on themes of oh I'm a fraud and I'm a one hit wonder like pop star and like I I found success once and I can never do it again or or I just wanted to do what made me made me happy I, they a lot of these you know like marriages that are old and have kind of broken apart because of how long they've been together like a lot of the relationship themes are quite ah I don't know the word but they're, they're quite mature I guess okay all right. So then you've got you've got this this kid friendly bug snack exterior where it's like oh we're catching snacks that are bugs that's fun and then it's but the main reason you're doing that is for the interaction of the characters which I think is the best part but then the ending is like not as mature as all of the character development has been and turned into the highlight of the game 
so yeah, it's it's a really it's a really weird game on so many levels. Like just like operationally speaking, like zooming out and looking at it on a macro level, it's like I don't know. I don't I don't know who this is for really. Mm, I'm glad I right. played it. Um And I'm kind of glad they just, like, explained it. Like, if they left it really vague about, like, oh, bug snacks are parasites, I would have been like, what the fuck just happened? But they kind of just gave me the answers. I'm like, okay, cool, and I can kind of move on. I'm not going to be, like, angry about it. I'm not going to be... It's not going to linger with me, I think, the ending. But I'm also not frustrated by it. So I think I think sure. they did an okay job. Okay. We are going to go yeah, we'll play the D- I'll, I'll play the DLC. I think Sam will play it too. Um, I don't know. Like maybe I'll play it with Sam, or I don't, I'm not sure. I don't know if I want to do. It depends how long it is too. Like if it's like six or eight or ten hours, that's a lot. Yeah. Um, but I'm interested to see if they have like more character development and stuff like that. Okay. Cool. Weird. Was that a was that ending? Do you think that did that justify the the eight or nine year old crying their eyes out, bawling their eyes out anecdote? Yeah. Yeah. In a, not in a, this is scary, but in a, I don't understand. Yeah. And this is a lot. Yeah. It really was a lot. I'll, I'll show you a picture like later on when we get to it. Cause it's like, yeah. the animations are quite intense. Um, yeah. They, they went as far as they could go without really fucking people up, I reckon. <laughs> so props to them, I guess. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Great. <laughs> Uh, so final thing here on the list is, uh, we're just going to do a brief rundown. We, so the Elden Ring trailer came out a few days ago. Um, I did really not expect this to come out. I know they announced it a couple of days before it did come out, but I wasn't expecting this to be this lengthy either. Like it was such a sizable chunk of game. Like, and I feel like we got like a really good view of what to expect and, um, I don't know. What was your what were your, what were your feelings so coming out of ju- just before we go into Elden Ring stuff? Oh, you had a question. I did have one question for you. What is it? How do you feel about our new Mass Effect game? Oh. So for those who don't know, M Seven Day was the other day. Mass Effect's like you know celebration day for the Mass Effect series. A picture is tweeted out saying, "Hey." We're working on another Mass Effect game. Which we knew. Which, like, we knew. There's, there's like, been a trailer. Like, they, like, we knew that. Oh, yeah, there was that trailer. I forgot about that. Yes, yeah, so this wasn't an announcement. Right. Do we have confirmation that's Bioware? I mean, you keep I saying that. Fi- I couldn't find it, is the thing. Um, tell me how you feel about a new Mass Effect game. Uh, Bioware came out and said a new Mass Effect game is under development. Where? This is Tom'sGuide.com. Okay, maybe not that. <laughs> Here we go. This is GamesRadar.com. They have a, a headline that says, "Who's making the new Mass Effect?" The new Mass Effect game is being made by a quote veteran team at Bioware. Okay. Yes, it is confirmed. All right. That's something. Uh, how do I feel about it? I feel about it very similarly as I felt about Andromeda. I remember when the first before trailer... Before or after it came out? <laughs> well, before it came out. For, for okay. the first trailer for Andromeda. When the first trailer for Andromeda came out, I was like, 
Uh, I'm not ready for this yet. I don't want this yet. I, I don't. I don't. I don't need this yet. That's fine. Oh, we can. We can. We can rest a little bit. That's fine. Please. Um. This one's weird because it's definitely Liara in the original trailer for this game. Like this. This is meant to be a follow. It seems like it's going to be like a direct follow up to the events of three. Um, or to the original trilogy, I should say. No endings under capitalism. Yeah, I guess. And it's like, ah, I don't want that. We had that ending. And like, no one, a lot of people didn't like it. Also, now that that you've brought it up, do you know the the People Makes Games YouTube channel? Uh, Ollie links it a few times. They do docos, they're Patreon funded. Yeah, it's... They did the the Neopets doco and stuff like that. Yeah, Chris Bratt with a B. Yeah, and Quinn's. Um, they did an excellent episode recently on, uh, they interviewed a bunch of developers who worked on Mass Effect 3 and how the ending was made and, and like how much they crunched and, and it was, it's very fascinating. I recommend anybody who isn't worried about the ending of Mass Effect 3 spoilers, go watch that video. It's fascinating. Um, but the point is we got the ending to that series, right? Um, I don't, I don't. I don't want to see these characters without like the whole point of those characters is the relationship they build with, with your character. And you like, and like, like I'm pretty sure there's no ending of three where Shepard comes out alive. I might be wrong. I might be wrong. I'm not, don't quote me on that, but like somehow the ending, the ending I got Shepard's not alive. <laughs> Sorry. Somehow Shepard has returned. <laughs> Somehow. <laughs> Palpatine is back. Um, so, uh, I, I really don't know how I feel about it. Because, you know, the Andromeda coming out and being so lukewarm and all of this heat about Anthem and Bioware not being so great had me so cool on the franchise um, until... The Legendary Edition came out earlier this year and 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 they had to remind me of how much I loved it. Because I really do. And I had forgotten. I'd forgotten through all of the noise how fondly I think of this series. Uh, I don't and yet know. They, they might give you the shovel to bury them. Yeah, that's the if, thing. They might if, if they've shown you their best work and give you something that is also bad again. Exactly. Like they're just giving themselves enough rope, right? Mm, like yep. it's weird so the the post that they they posted haha on uh, the other day uh on in seven day was so uh, a, a bird's eye view like a top-down view of a ship that's landed on a planet and there's a small fire team the crew of different sized people you know so there's different aliens walking towards this crater in the ground um and when you look at the crater sort of from like the size of the thing like you wouldn't be able to tell this from the ground level but when you see it from bird's eye view the crater looks like uh one of the geth which are the ai robots from the original trilogy um they 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 go they cover so much of the geth's like history and reasons and you you have so many choices to do with their future in the original trilogy I don't understand how they can be such a pivotal part of the game that it's a big part of this like teaser teaser poster. I I uh, 
I don't know. I'm, I'm kind of concerned. I'm concerned by seeing that because I'm like, I, I posted this in the Discord. And I'm like, this is kind of like, you know, you, you do Halo 3 and Halo 3 is cool because you fight with elites because they're no longer part of the Covenant because they've been betrayed by the Covenant. And then you get to Halo 4 and you're fighting elites again. And it's like, oh, but this isn't the Covenant. This is the Super Covenant. So this is literally what I was about to bring up. Um, this is Halo 4 saying, you want to learn about the Forerunners? Yeah. And I'm like, no. <laughs> They're cool because I don't know shit about the Forerunners. Yep. They're whatever I want them to be. They're, you know, so much cooler in my mind as the the history of, of this universe is a thing that I don't know what they are. Yeah. I can't like it's impossible for me to know what they are. They are behind, they are beyond me really understanding because they were so far before me and mm-hmm. so so godly to to me as a human. Yeah. That's that's not really applicable to the Geth just because throughout Mass Effect 1, 2 and 3 you really do fully explore their genesis and their reasoning and their their pathos like right. you, know, you really get to know the Geth. What I mean is in just in terms of like like the the four, five, and six going into the part of the story after one, two, and three hmm. years apart, different teams feeling yeah. you know three, four, three is ex bungee, but like are they and like yeah. you know this is a what do they say a veteran team of Mass Effect developers and I'm like ah, that could mean literally anything yeah um and them saying hey you want to learn about this part of this thing and I'm like I don't want to learn about this part. Show me something new. Show me yeah. something like, you know, really g- give me something else. This is not, this is not it. Um, and like, I, you could, you could say that, but they did that already is the thing. Yeah. And it burned them because, well, because it was rushed because de- it was development hell because they didn't handle the project correctly. Andromeda had the potential to be fantastic. And the amount of people popping up when the legendary edition came out earlier this year saying Andromeda is the only one I've played. Should I play the trilogy? Is like, What? You played the worst one? What the, what the, oh my god. But people, people enjoyed Andromeda. It just wasn't the Mass Effect. Well, it wasn't bio, there wasn't the Bioware quality we'd come to expect. And it wasn't, it, it was different enough that it didn't pull, it didn't immediately pull in serious diehards like myself. So... Yeah, I, I I don't know. How do you convince that that studio to take that same risk again? I mean, you know, they'll be fine. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. That's the thing. And I, I think ultimately... If they, yes. Yeah, don't make art. Developers no, they, at EA make art. EA does not make art. That's right. Exactly. They want something that's going to sell bajillions. Yeah. I think ultimately if they if they make a game that is fun and is good and then is true to the series foundation, I think then great. I'll be interested. You know, I, was, I didn't pick up Andromeda blindly because you heard so much negative stuff about it before it came out that it was like, yeah. why, why would I? Yeah. Um, that was enough to turn me away. And if I hear that this game's fantastic... I'll probably jump on it. It's the same reason why I'm interested in playing Dread, even though I haven't played a Metroid game in like 15 years. It's because this one is apparently fantastic and it gets enough buzz and it's like, okay, I'm, I'll see what this is about. 
Um, if they could, if they could do that, then great. Unfortunately, Bioware's uh, Bioware's last game that was like predominantly well received was Dragon Age Inquisition, which by all, which by many accounts was not fun to develop for, was like difficult to develop for in terms of crunch and and studio attitude and, and motivations and stuff like that. And Dragon Age, not all Dragon Age fans were happy with it. It was a departure in some ways and did some things differently and didn't explore others. So, like that, we've gone a whole generation without a true Bioware classic. It's really hard to know what's going to come out from them next. Mm hmm. What do you think about it? Oh, I don't care. <laughs> Fair enough. I'm 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 more interested in what EA do with the property as just a thing to watch. Yeah, it's 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 weird to watch big companies make decisions that just seems to be so obviously not the exact one that you would do or something. Yeah, it's flawed. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Do you have, do you ever think about and? They cover this in that in that People Make Games episode I spoke about, um, about the ending of the game. Do you ever think about how weird it is that the ending got for Mass Effect 3 got so much ire that the publisher slash the developer were encouraged enough to, within three months, create a brand new ending for the game out of nowhere? Yeah, I, I, I think that's like terrible. I think that's truly terrible. Um, yeah. that's like, that's like the owner of a newspaper saying, Hey, don't print this, print this one, which makes this look better. Yeah. Um, it, it, I think that's an awful thing and no one should have been required to do that way to not have trust in the people that like, way to not have trust in the people that make your art, but also like your art for it to stand on its own. Um, like way to undercut uh th- th- your like workers that you have asked them to make a thing that you delivered on on time um a lot of many of whom had to crunch before the yeah. release and then yeah, were asked to crunch to get their extra ending out the, the the sacrifices that they made to get that out of the door only for them to say actually we don't like this one or rather hey the people that give us the people that already gave us money don't like this one yeah um and you know, like, I, I, I just think it, that's fucking awful. I think that's terrible. Um, mm-hmm. You need to let your product stand on its own. Um, and if it's bad, then it's bad. And, you know, that's okay, right? Like, it's not series ending. You've made three of them. Um, like... I I I can't think of a single like short of it being harmful mm. like a truly harmful experience to some people which they didn't realize or you know ignored or whatever um but like this wasn't that this was just people didn't like it um Yeah, yeah that yeah, sucks. No, it, it, yeah, it's not good. Uh, did you I don't know if I think I've told you this but so I've I've only been Mass Effect 3 once. Yeah. And it was before the extended cut came out. Sure. I've only ever played the original ending. Right. 
I played through, I got up to like the final 45 minutes of Mass Effect 3 since then. And then I got stuck or I died a couple of times and I closed it. I literally have never gone back. I've right. never experienced that final ending. I really liked the original ending. And it was the kind of ending where it was like the problem, it fell apart when they compared it against all the others because then it became clear that it was kind of like a palette swap. Right. Like things didn't really change whether you did the, the the blue or the red version. And the whole point of the series was that like your choices had consequences and then it finally got down to the end and it didn't. Yeah. That was why they changed it. That was why people were angry. But when you play it through the one time like I did, which is, you know, how most people did, it was fine. It was great. Anyway. Even if I wasn't, suck it up. Yeah. What, the ending of the third, ge- the third game in your favorite franchise didn't live up to your expectations? Welcome to having a favorite franchise. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I mean, it's like, you know, when Wolfenstein, the new order ends and it's like, you know, that didn't stop them from making another one. Yeah. It's, it's a, it's a, it's a good ending. And then they made a second one, which also had a no, great a terrible ending. ending. And we're, terrible we're, ending. we're all, we're all looking forward to the third one that is not going to come out for a while because they're making Indiana Jones. Yeah. I didn't like the ending of two either. Really? I don't think I like those games, Jeremy. Why don't you like the ending of two? It's too quick. Like, like that game felt like it. I played two thirds of it and then it was over. Too quick. Yeah. So much happens in that game. Yeah, but like, there's no. Like, I was just very surprised when that game ended. I'm like, oh, that's it. You're starting the revolution. You shoot. Blank. So I, so I hear. You shoot blank. It's awesome on TV. What that that? It's not good subtext. (laughs) So much of that game is not about subtext. (laughs) Sorry, that was was the nuclear button that I that I said last time when we talked about this game. You said that I'm like, no, that ain't it. (laughs) Um, I mean, you're right, but like, that's not applicable in that situation. No, that game's that game's good. That game's that game's so good. Yeah. Thought about that game again the other day because I was like, "Oh, I should I should run through those games real quick again because they're 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 real they like, quick. Like, like they 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 really don't overstay their welcome in a way that's good. Like six to eight hours. Yeah, about. Mm. And if you kind of know what you're doing, you can maybe go a bit harder. Especially if you take it down on the difficulty, I think that the higher yeah. difficulties are too much. Yeah, you bring it down to difficulty and you like skip some of the stealth sections by just going loud. Then it, yeah, like, you'll, and you'll going loud right without being punished like you do on like normal. Yeah. Yeah, totally. Yeah. Well, good question, Jeremy. Good thinking. Thank you. Elden Ring is... Elden Ring. I think Elden Ring looks cool. Um, I, I agree, Jeremy. Yeah. I, I'm excited to play one of these games on launch after knowing how to play these games. Yep. Uh, and experience like the, um, you know people putting down notes and giving advice and stuff. That'll, that'll yeah. be fun to go through the f- for the first time. Well, it's uh, interesting, right? Because like we spoke on the podcast when you played Sekiro when it came out and then mm. when you came back to it a few weeks or months later. And I yeah. feel like you've been, you've been exploring the Souls catalog slowly but steadily since then. And like you've, you've blossomed into this, into this Soulsborne yeah, you're it. you're you're a fan. 
I am a fan. Not without, you know, not without its faults, but I am a fan. Yeah, you're not um, you're not a devotee, but No. Yeah. Um and this is the one that looks like unlike the most of the rest of them. Um so that'll be interesting. Um, well, I, it looks, I might not like it, this game. <laughs> it looks simultaneously like like, like none of them. of them have been before and like literally all of them slammed into one game. <laughs> yeah, which I also think is funny because out of, you know, the the Soulsborne uh, anthology, like yeah. I, I I like Dark Souls the least. <laughs> mm. Um and not and that's not to say that I don't like Dark Souls. Um but like I, I, I like the ones that are not the ones that they make. You know, like the it's Bloodborne and Sekiro and Demon Souls are like my my three favorites. And I've I have played Dark Souls I finished Dark Souls One and I have played a bunch of Dark Souls Three mm. and a little, a little bit of two. Um so like the maybe this will be one that I also really, really like and then I'll play through two and not like it. Um or I or I might just like all of them. Like I, I, I still like Dark Souls One, um, but I, th- that'll be the one that I think I revisit the last because mm. I'm constantly revisiting Bloodborne. I do want to go back and finish Sekiro. Mm. Did you I never would... finish it? No. Oh yeah, I'd love to hear what you think of the final confrontation. So I hear they're pretty gnarly. Yeah, like I, I've seen that game finished. Yeah. Um, I've seen my housemate play through that game. Like it, like that game's quite long, um, longer than, longer than Dark Souls one. Mm, um, it, 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 it's a bit like different because you're not leveling in Sekiro and you're not getting armor and you're not doing like, you can do side stuff, but you're not getting like weapon rewards or whatever. Like it's, it's all about you being good, but like linearly that game is really, really long. Yeah. So, and also like fucking hard like (laughs) i think that one i think that's the hardest one interesting um i guess that makes sense yeah so yeah i don't know um i'm excited for elden ring it looks very big and also there is magic and that looks cool yeah yeah for sure seeing all of the gear combinations like we watched the trailer in the break and seeing someone holding a spear and a magic staff or dual wielding uh like blades and and then summoning a gigantic like like light blade the size of a fucking building and and shooting bows but like arrows out of mystical bows that like home in and yeah this game this game has got the 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 souls inventory set like you know you've got the different weapons you've got the different armor sets all the armor sets look really cool. Um, and it's, and it's cool seeing a modern version of all of that. <laughs> you might, you yeah. might've heard Jeremy's wind up sneeze just then, but Oh, did I not? I, I think I, I might've missed like that. <laughs> <laughs> um, so that, that's cool to see and see in a modern setting, but with the freedom of movement of like Sekiro's jump button and also like seemingly no fall damage or maybe minimal fall damage. Yeah. Um, is really cool but then so jeremy you and i watched it like live but we like missed the first five minutes when it aired originally and then we watched the trailer just then basically what we missed was seeing the open world stuff seeing Mm. them ride past encounters and like just not engage with them 
or like come to an area and then all of a sudden a dragon arrives and then you're in this really big boss fight that is that requires so much more space than I'm used to in a Soulsborne game like that I think is really really interesting um and then it's got a map screen and markers, and when you put markers down, it's a beam into the sky. It looks very Breath of the Wild in a way I was not ready for. Mm. But yeah, no, I'm really excited. Watching watching the trailer made me feel the most like I wanted to play Sekiro than I have, I think, ever. Like, because Sekiro was right. like, oh, it's different. I'll get there. Blah, 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 blah. But like, I feel that way about all of them, right? I was like, oh, I'll get there. And I don't get there. But this was like, maybe I play Sekiro. Give it a go. Maybe I will. Maybe I will. Who's going to stop me? No, you can't stop me, Jeremy. Do it. You won't. I probably won't. But (laughs) I like the idea of doing it. It's also, I think, the thing about Elden Ring, which has been fun to watch, has been the timeline of them saying, from the minds of Hidetaki uh, Miyazaki and George R. R. Martin. Yeah. To them just not even mentioning George R. R. Martin anymore. Yeah. Like at this point, it's like just I I honestly am so curious to see how much he actually worked on it because I really don't think he did a whole lot of work on it. Well, he had that interview like what was it like six or eight or ten months ago now where he's like, oh yeah, it's looking the game's looking great. It's finally coming out soon. That's great. And it was like, oh yeah, he he worked on some of the world development and some of the lore, and they like got that down at the start and like that's it. Like yeah. that's all he was there for. And yeah. realistically, that's probably all he had time for, right? Like, oh, he's yeah, he's really, really busy. Yeah, not writing the sixth book. <laughs> yeah, he's 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 really, really busy continuing to cash those HBO checks. It's um, been like nine years since the last book came out. Maybe yep. longer. God, that's nuts. Um. Yeah. I think it looks real cool. I'm excited to play that video game in February. Yeah, three months. Three and a half months. Oh, yeah, there's that one fucked week of Feb. Yeah, well, it used to be the one fucked week of January, right? But it got delayed. Yeah, but but there's then more games moved into Feb and then more games are going to leave February. You know that game's yeah. going to release the same time as like Saints Row? And Horizon Forbidden West. Yeah. So that's like 22nd of Feb, I think. Mm. Which is not good. <laughs> no. Uh, hopefully Breath of the Wild doesn't come out February 23rd. <laughs> no, we know it's not going to. No, I know. I know. But it would, it would be it would be funny in a historical sense. Like, oh, this yeah. happened last time. Ha ha ha. Funnier, like funny in a put your head in your hand sort of way. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Funny enough. Oh no. <laughs> oh no, Gorilla. Gorilla Games, no. Oh, well, that's your that's your podcast for the week, everyone. We did it. Uh Thank you so much for listening. This was uh Jeremy say it with me. This one went a bit longer than I expected. Uh <laughs> but here we are at the end of it. Uh thank you so much for getting to the end of it with us. We really appreciate you hanging out with us uh if you want to listen to more episodes like this you can go to minimap.com.au or any podcast service of your choosing uh to find previous episodes of the minimap cast um there's a good outtake at the end of the last episode episode 81 uh super marry me odyssey uh there's also a good june's question corner in there 
so there's plenty of content for you to, to go to if you if you enjoyed this one. Uh, are also our other podcasts, which I mentioned at the start of the podcast. Uh, those are available on minimap.com.au for you as well. Uh, if you wanted to support the show monetarily, you can do so at patreon.com slash minimapau. Uh, you can also follow us on Twitter. Uh, be notified whenever there's a new release of the podcast. Uh, so that's the, the Twitter account for Minimap is at MinimapAU. You can follow us there if you want to get notified or see the little uh, clip outs we do each week. Uh, we're also all there individually. I'm there at KJPalmer underscore 24. Uh, Jeremy, where are you on Twitter? Uh, at Obi-WanJazz. And uh, we tweet about, you know, whatever, mostly just like, NFTs are bad, and here's a funny meme. It's a good time. Uh, aside from that, we're, we're about done for this week. Thank you so much for listening, and we'll see you next time. Bye.